Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode and holy crap you guys, I did not realize till just now that this is episode 100, yeah. Wow, I mean I never would have believed that I would make it to 100 episodes, let alone even having a podcast in the first place, but honestly it still blows my mind that I even do this, that I share myself and the knowledge that flows through me in this vulnerable way. Oh my gosh, I never in a million years would have thought I'd create something like this. And I'm just so grateful for all of you and for how much this podcast has grown and how many of you that have reached out and shared your stories with me or expressed gratitude and encouragement. And so I just really want to say a big thank you to all of you. I truly could not have done this or continue to do this without the thousands of you who tune in each week and for all of your support. So lately, the last few days or so, I've actually had a bunch of pretty cool manifestations show up quite synchronistically, which really I'm not too surprised about as recently I've had to face some pretty tough things and revisit over the last few months some pretty deep fears of mine or limiting beliefs. And I've chosen to dive headfirst into the work, fully knowing that it will help me in the lessons that I'm working through in life and in this time, and ultimately up-leveling my manifestations. And in the last week, I've been asked a few questions lately about conscious manifesting. So in this episode, I thought I would share some truths and tips about how conscious manifesting works so that you can understand just how it is our very reality actually works. Now, I'm quite intentional when I say conscious manifesting as opposed to just regular manifesting because the truth is is that we are manifesting our reality 24-7 all of the time. From the experiences you have, the car you drive, the house you live in, the area you live in, or the job or career that you might have, the feelings you feel each day or each week, the choices you make each day or each week, the people you meet and connect with, what friends or relationships, they are all manifestations that you have attracted. Every moment is a manifestation. Many are just unaware or are unconscious of this. You know, people hear the word manifesting or manifestation and just think it's a fun, cool way to magically conjure up anything you desire. But that is not what manifestation or conscious manifestation actually is. When we're consciously manifesting, we are becoming more aware, more conscious of the emotions that we're having the thoughts that we are having that perhaps stem from these emotions, what fears or limiting beliefs we are taking actions from 
in small everyday ways and then also in bigger decisions or choices made. So first off, I want to address something that's very important. All too often, and especially for those who are just getting into conscious manifesting, it can be used as a way to control one's environment. You know, when things are going wrong or you don't like certain situations in your reality, when you're not happy or satisfied with what your life is presenting to you, whether it's in relationships or friendships, jobs or careers, in family situations or just general circumstances. And when these circumstances arise, it can make us feel like we don't have control. And when we feel like we don't have control, you know, when we don't have the answers or clarity or we don't know our future or we're worried about our future or whether or not we're going to receive or get the outcome that we've been working hard for. You know, we worry about how things are going to turn out. Where are we going? What are we doing? That, you know, we feel lost to the control of other people's choices or actions. We can experience anxiety or frustration, sadness or anger. And it's these emotions that perpetuate these cycling thoughts in which we mull over and we do that over and over and over again resulting in us feeling like we have even less control than before and that we're ultimately a victim. You know, we're a victim to our thoughts. We're a victim to our intense feelings, leaving us to then desire even more control over our lives and wanting to get out of what we are in and wanting something better. So then, you know, you may learn about manifesting and you may think, oh, this is how I'm going to get what I want. This is how I can, yeah, magically conjure up what I need or what I desire. This is how I'm going to be happy again. This is how I'm going to change and control my life and control outcomes, which ultimately will then deliver you that sense of feeling okay. Or so you think it's going to deliver you that. But one truth that I really need to clarify here is that learning how to consciously manifest isn't about controlling your environment or the outcomes at all. In fact, more often than not, it actually involves the opposite, letting go, and letting go of control. So if you've found yourself wanting to use conscious manifesting as a way to force or control your reality or your environment, or perhaps people or situations to how you see as best, then I'm going to save you some time and tell you that that's futile. So let's break that down and let me explain why. So first off, you need to become aware and be honest with yourself if you are using conscious manifestation as a tool or as a way to control your life, circumstances, or environment. And only you can be honest with yourself. And when I say control, I mean as a way to control things because you don't trust the process or if you're controlling things out of fear of not having what it is that you desire. As if that intention is at the root of the action of trying to force certain things in a particular way, then guess what will ultimately manifest in the end? Loss of control. Or more situations and circumstances will manifest that will only continue to ask you to let go to surrender in any attempts at trying to control or force situations. So if you're not liking your situations in your life, 
certain people and how they're acting or reacting or how they interact with you. If you don't like your job, if you are having issues with your family, if you are having passions repeat themselves where it's not making you happy. And so then you're wanting to change these circumstances. No matter what, no matter what you do, you are going to learn how to let go of control to some degree, period. You see, when you make your wish, so when you set your intention for something better, when you write down what it is that you want or want more of, write down what it is that you desire, the universe will say yes. And you know, just the other day I was on the phone to my friend and I said to her that the universe is analogous to the best DJ ever. It will say yes and play any song that you wish. And she laughed and said, yeah, but the remix version. And I laughed so hard in agreement to her response because it's very true. So the universe says yes, because the seed of desire is really potent. It's the initial spark of creation. It's a potent dominating energy, but... If you take that seed of desire to the extreme, so if you're swinging your pendulum too far and you start to obsess over the desire, needing and wanting it so much, then the universe also says yes to what dominant energy is at the root of doing that. So what's at the root? Not having or lack of having that thing that you desire, right? Because you're obsessing over it. I want it so badly. I want it. I want it. I want it. And what are you telling the universe when you do that? You are telling the universe, I want it so badly because I don't have it. So that lack and that not having is the most dominant energy then. So you will manifest not receiving that of what you desire. And you can see that it's the perfect mechanism really to achieve true balance and integration or spiritual growth. When you realize everything you need, you already have, and that it can be found within you, not necessarily without. Whatever the thing is or the person is or the situation is that you so desperately desire and obsess over, whatever it is is going to bring you or you think it's going to bring you, it's usually an emotion that it ultimately brings you. So you think it might bring you love or you think it might bring you happiness. So the lesson here is that you need to find that feeling within you and see it and know it and embody it within you first in order for it to then manifest outwards into the physical reality. So anyways, when you set your intention, when you cast that wish um, or that desire out there into the universe, it says yes, but then you will need to become conscious of your everyday thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions. Because if your everyday thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions are not in alignment with what it is that you're trying to manifest, well, then it won't manifest. Because the dominant energies or frequencies aren't an energetic match to that manifestation. So for example, if you are wanting a higher paying job or just more money coming in, so you set that intention, you cast it out there, 
you write it down or you say to the universe, okay, universe, I would like more money or I would like a pay rise. Yet, if in your everyday life you are still operating in lack or a lower sense of self-worth, well, then it won't manifest. Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? Or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave? Artificial intelligence and the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because... That's how we see ourselves. Are we are we looking at them, but then really seeing us? Because yes, your potent desire has been casted out there, but then the dominant frequencies of your everyday thoughts, feelings, and actions take over. So, for example, if you spend a lot of your time worrying about money. Or if you're complaining about money, how much things cost or how much you've spent lately, you know, worrying about that, obsessing over it, talking over it, being overly stingy with your money or just constantly thinking or saying to others how much you don't have enough money for certain things that you want to buy, as an example. And if you're doing this consistently in your everyday life, then that creates a dominant frequency of lack and that will override your wish that you've cast out that intention that you've set of what you want to consciously manifest. Money or anything that is a physical representation of worth is also tied to your self-worth. So if you're constantly being down on yourself, if you're picking yourself apart, if you feel like you're not good enough, if you're taking actions from these places, you know, if you're having reactions that stem from not feeling good enough in some way, then these everyday thoughts, feelings and actions or reactions will also override that seed of desire that you cast it out there for more money or more worth to come in. Even all the visualizing and feeling into your visuals every morning and every night won't be enough to override your worrying thoughts and feelings that stem from your fears and limitations or perceived limitations. So to consciously manifest, yes, it's true that you can use visualizations and feeling into those visualizations each day as a way to be an energetic match to your desire manifesting. But alongside, so alongside of doing that, you can't just do that alone, (laughs) Alongside of doing that, if you're not becoming conscious of your fears and limiting beliefs or thoughts that stem from these, and then constantly feeding your thoughts and emotions into them, then your desire will not manifest. No matter how much you visualize and feel into the visualizations each day, you must do both. And actually, no, you know, you don't even have to do both. That's just one way of being a conscious manifester. Like, I don't always visualize each day or each night, especially now that I'm leveled up in my manifestation game. I find that I tend to just allow, 
Like there's certain dreams and bigger things that I'll visualize that I want to create. But honestly, just by doing the work and facing my fears and becoming more conscious every day, I actually manifest some pretty cool things that match exactly who I am or match more of my authentic self. So you can also do that too when it comes to manifesting, just letting go, dropping your fears or just becoming more conscious of them and deactivating the amount of power that they hold. So basically there is no spiritual bypassing when it comes to conscious manifestation. There is no magic manifesting tip or tricks that will bypass doing the work. There is nothing that will bypass being in the tension, being in the different roller coasters or facing your fears or becoming aware of your limiting beliefs, feelings and thoughts. And even if you just so happen to manifest your desire without doing the work, well, guess what? You will eventually have to face doing the work So facing your fears and limiting thoughts at some point anyways. And this is necessary to sustain the manifestation. And if you don't, you'll end up losing it. So to consciously manifest and become a pro at it, you must accept that you will need to learn how to let go and how to allow more to trust the process. And honestly, this is actually really hard it's a really hard harsh truth for me to share with others just how much letting go and allowing really is the most important thing to learn and do like pretty much I'm just gonna say it pretty much any action taken from the ego mind's desire to control which is a lot from all of us every day it isn't necessary even if you think it's the good or right thing to do. I don't think I want to go too far down this rabbit hole for now because I know that this can be, like that statement can be really triggering for a lot of people. But hey, when you know this understanding, you know. The more you relinquish control and force and just allow, no matter how much you think it's doing the right thing or the good thing, So when you're doing that, whilst also staying true to your boundaries and your needs and your highest good or sense of self-worth, it's actually insane how things can just work out for the best and manifest in the most amazingly magical ways, to be honest. And remember, you also don't control the hows, whens, wheres, or with whos when it comes to receiving your manifestation. That is the universe's job as The energy of creativity or creation is what the universe actually is. So you must allow, you must give unconditional love, relinquish control so that the universe can just be. So the universe can be its authentic self and work its magic in creativity and in creatively delivering you your manifestation When it shows up in its crazy, creative and divine ways, it blows your mind. And in return, like not only do you manifest it, not only do you manifest what you desired, you also as well receive that sense of love and trust and flow and just awe of how our reality works. Again, 
you don't do the controlling. The more you let go, the more you allow, the more you remain true to your boundaries, the more that you remain true to your needs, to your highest sense of self-worth, to your highest, most authentic self. The more you do that, the more you will see manifestations turn up in the most divine, amazing way. So we must accept that we will be asked to relinquish trying to force things or trying to steer things in a particular way that is in accordance to you and what your ego mind tells you how it should be or how it sees fit, no matter how right you think you are or no matter how good you think that your way or the way that your ego mind tells you things should be, the more that we accept that you'll be asked to relinquish all of that, the more you will see how this energy works. You must also accept that the universe will ask you to face your fears, your perceived limitations, your limiting beliefs, because it is those fears, those limiting thoughts that you have, those limiting belief systems that are fueling the desire to have more control. Your fears and your limiting thoughts, feelings and beliefs that are all rooted in lower frequencies, that are rooted in a lower sense of self-worth, that are rooted in inauthenticity, are what is fueling any efforts in trying to force or control things. Have a think about it. Journal about it. Look at your own fears and limiting beliefs and see how it is that you may be trying to control certain things in your life or certain areas in your life from them. See how it is that you may be overcompensating in certain ways from these fears and look at how things are manifesting or have manifested. When we're exercising too much control in our lives, we will only continue to manifest more situations and circumstances or people that are out of our control. This is a mechanism that is designed for us to become more conscious and more aware. So you may as well learn how to become more aware in your everyday thoughts, feelings, actions or reactions and look to what is motivating them beyond the initial surface trigger. So when you're relinquishing control, you're relinquishing any actions or reactions that come from your limiting thoughts, beliefs, or emotions. You are then allowing flow, trust, and source to work through you. So you cannot be a conscious creator. You cannot do conscious manifesting if the desire to do so is rooted in control, trying to control the outcome of something. You know, I'm going to use yesterday as an example for you. So yesterday I woke up and had the image of an old friend that I hadn't seen in well over a year. I had an image of her in my mind and I felt her presence so strongly. And I went to text her, but I completely forgot. And I went about my day. And at one point I had to make a decision about my New Year's Eve plans. (laughs) And I had a couple of options, but I didn't necessarily want to go out on the town anywhere and the only part about it that excited me was were that they were dress up parties. (laughs) That's ridiculous I know but I love dress up. Anyway so I thought about what I actually did want and what I felt like doing that was true and authentic to me and what I was feeling and what would light me up. 
And when I thought about it, the answer was so obvious. It was to go exploring and have adventures because that's what I love to do. So I had a look on Google Maps to where I wanted to go on walkabout to, you know, where I felt like camping or exploring. And then I remembered my friend again. So I decided to reach out to her and funnily enough, she responded and she too had had a vision come to her about me that day of me driving one of the roads that leads me to where she is, which is about six hours away from here. So I decided last minute that I was going to go on a camping adventure and stop by to see her. And she just so happened to be free that weekend when I would be passing through, which is a really rare occurrence for her. And she also invited me to her friend's New Year's Eve bonfire. And guess what? Told me it was a fun dress up party with fancy formal attire. So that there is just a silly small example of how relinquishing control and listening to what it was that I felt I wanted and needed ultimately delivered me a creative manifestation. You know, I could have chosen to control the outcome by going out on the town, but the real me, the authentic me, did not really want to do that. It's not what I wanted. The only thing that sparked my joy in any of that was dressing up. (laughs) So instead, I listened to what I truly wanted. And all that required was for me to become conscious of what it is that I truly wanted and needed. And what that also required was for me to tune into, become conscious and really feel into that feeling that I got when I thought about going on walkabout, when I felt like going on a road trip. You know, it gets me so excited. I love it. It's one of my absolute joys. It always has been. So... It required me to be honest with myself and to choose become, to become more conscious. And then it also required me to trust the flow of synchronicities that I had that day and to take action on them, which then delivered me exactly what I actually wanted. So every moment is a manifestation. Every moment in your life is an opportunity to become more aware more conscious, conscious of what you really authentically want or feel and what feelings or thoughts you have that are inauthentic, that are rooted in fears, perceived limitations, or that are rooted in trying to control an outcome. So essentially that right there, whether you choose to become more conscious in every now moment or not, in every feeling you have, in every situation, in every decision that you make, in every interaction with others that you take, that is what you are actually are in control of. That is the only control you have. And here's the thing, you guys. It's not even really control. It's actually self-power. It is the most powerful thing that each one of us, no matter where we're from, no matter where we live, no matter what our circumstances are, it's the most powerful thing that we all possess. Choosing to become more conscious. Doing the work. As doing this work, facing your fears, choosing to be conscious of your fears and limiting beliefs, 
or perceived limitations in your thoughts or feelings or actions, that is what will deactivate the amount of power that they hold. It's the only way to deactivate their power, their dominance in their frequencies, so that you can start to manifest more leveled up versions of anything and everything in your life. So you see that choosing to become more conscious and choosing to direct your thoughts and your feelings and your actions is the world's most greatest power. And each and every one of us out there possesses this power. So this is why I don't shy away from facing my fears (laughs) or sitting in tension, looking at my faults or digging deep into when I'm triggered. I mean, as uncomfortable and awful and shitty as it is, I know that this is the only way out, so to speak. It's the only true path to freedom. Doing the work is choosing to step into self-power. It is the key to a more up-leveled life. As no amount of money, no amount of houses, cars, holidays, people, popularity, or things will ever free you from your fears or from your emotions or thoughts that stem from your fears. They will never give you the happiness, the freedom from pain or hurt or disappointment. Only doing the work will free you as you gain deeper levels and knowings and understandings of your fears. You deactivate them. You gain deeper levels of your emotions. You understand what emotions are so that then you're less trapped by them, right? So that you stop creating your life from them, so that you feel less under the control of them or under the control of others around you. It really is the path to true freedom. In every now moment of your day, it is always an opportunity to be more conscious, to be conscious of where your focus is and if you so choose to then redirect it. This is what Ram Dass meant when he said, be here now. Okay, so I'm going to end it there for today, guys. I've got to run. (laughs) I've got the car packed and everything ready to go. We will see what else manifests while I'm doing what I love, exploring and adventuring. I hope you all have a great week. And hey, happy new year, everyone, too. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at myeverydayalchemy or head to my website. The link is in the show notes where you can sign up for my weekly newsletter that gets delivered to your inbox each week. What else? Oh yeah, make sure to share this episode with anyone you feel intuitively called to share with at this time. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. Oh my gosh that's so funny a german shepherd and a sheep are out on a date german shepherd what do you mean i'm too controlling sheep you heard me <laughs> this is for all you car fans out there 
Want to hear the ending to the movie about controlling the aerodynamics of cars? It's a spoiler alert. Hey, do you know what I just realised? What I just became conscious of? When I read jokes to you guys at the end, I read them first and then pick through and decipher which ones are funny to me and then share them. That is still slightly an element of me controlling the outcome. So instead, I'm going to just read through some jokes without reading them first and then record my reactions. Okay, so I've lost control. I don't see an end. There's no escape. I don't even have a home anymore. Time for a new keyboard. (laughs) I've just invented a telepathically controlled air freshener. Makes sense when you think about it. (laughs) 